Hey everybody, welcome to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. This is show number 12. This is the show where we talk all about cooking. We talk this week all about substitutions. For instance, uh, lunch substitutions. A wrap made out of coconut flour instead of... A what made out of? Wrap. Wrap. Oh, I thought you said a rat. <laughs> Let's have some rat steaks. <laughs> yes. It's all about cooking the right way. The way that everybody wants to cook. Come along with us and let's cook up a big bunch of substitutional foods. Here we go. All this and more coming up next. Anybody got some cheese? What's that? I'm hungry, aren't you? Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. Hey. So, hey. Hey, everybody. How are you all? Here we are in week number 12, show number 12. I feel is that, like. It is show number 12. Yeah. Wow. I feel next like week I'm, we can do a baker's dozen. Next week <laughs> is, feel, next week's going to be. Thirteen. Unlu- unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 13. feel like you- no, but it's thirteen. Mm-hmm. And also 13. a baker's dozen. Though. Baker's dozen. Yeah. Yep. I suppose we should say that the baker's dozen is more appropriate <clears throat> than being unlucky. That's right. Yeah. I think so. I think this is great in week number twelve that we've lasted this long. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's cheaper by the dozen. You it know? sure is. <laughs> and right now, this is the cheapest you can get. Is uh, you know this content. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. Well. Yeah, that's right. And I'm very excited because yesterday I spent some time with Carla Rushable of Sound Prince. And Sound Prince is a show on mainstream, but also on Carla interviewed about the hazelnuts. Yay. So that's very exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited I'm hearing bells. Dog ran out of the room. Oh my God. <laughs> It has been a crazy day around here. Uh, was I right when I was uh, chatting with you yesterday that the Sound Prince uh, with Carla is the same show that Michael McCarty is on? Yes. Okay, so I was right yes. about that. Yay. Yes. Today we are very excited to talk <clears throat> about substitutions. And, we are. And I'm going to start off, if you don't mind, with a substitution question, Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on uh, South Park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start now. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Now, there are a lot of substitutes, and we're talking about substitutes either for butter or for, you know, whatnot in, in a recipe. So I would like to take this time out to ask Debbie this question. What is the substitution for hazelnuts? Uh, Debbie and Randy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are we the originals? Substitution for hazelnuts. It's probably another kind of nut. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, I really don't really? know because I don't do a lot with hazelnuts. I, I except hang out with you. <laughs> there are no substitutions for hazelnuts. We are Whoa. it. How could you substitute 
anything for the hazelnuts. Now, having you said couldn't. that, this is our 12th show together, as we said before, and working with Debbie has just been a, uh, a uh, I can't even <laughs> say <good>. it, <laughs> a real pleasure <laughs> working with with her. And well, it's named for me working with you. It really is. It's great. Yeah, this is, has been so much fun, and it has changed my whole self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> you feel worse than ever now, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, this, is, this has been great, though, to find a human that has the same slant, <laughs> slant on life that I do. <laughs> yes, that wacky sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's exciting. Great fun stuff. So just remember, there are no substitutes for hazelnuts. There you go. I like that. I thought so. Well, I actually went to refresh my knowledge about substitutions because there are some that I've used and some that I haven't used um, as much of over the years. But I actually went and looked some up. The first batch that I got were not what I wanted. They were substitutions for quote unquote making recipes more healthy or, you know, like if you wanted to cut down on fat or you wanted to cut down on salt, it was a a list of like 83 different things. That list really didn't impress me as much. And then I found somebody else's list. And this is what I really thought was more of what we had in mind, substitutions for when you don't have certain things on hand. And it's funny how we came out with this, because you said, what are we talking about this week? And I made some kind of joke about, oh, we don't have enough. And then I said, what do we do when we don't have enough? And then I said... (laughs) You said, like, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, let's just do substitutions. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, some of the things that we'll be talking about... um, and there she goes. I'm going to close this door because it's noisy. Okay. Wow, what a big sounding door. <laughs> um, oddly enough, some of the things we can talk about that we don't have enough, but wow, you know, still, even though we don't have enough, can still be the same. <laughs> What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Can be used for a healthy alternative <laughs> as well. <laughs> Except for my heart that's going into cardiac arrest right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What were you what were you making a point about? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> I I was just simply saying that some of the even though we don't have enough for something, uh, enough of something, it can still be thought thought as, <laughs> as a health issue as well. So, um, you know, they, they kind of sort of go hand in hand. Kind yeah. Of they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can. I mean, like, for years I have used plain yogurt in place of sour cream. Mm-hmm. I know some people use cottage cheese, and I can't quite, I can't quite see that as the same thing. But um, you know, uh, I was always the one to use yogurt <clears throat> in place of something as well. Uh huh. 
I find it interesting, as old as we are, not that we're old, but I mean... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Maybe you better speak for yourself, honey. <laughs> uh, let's say a person that has been around cooking a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, I got out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, can carry along <laughs> quite a bit of baggage. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is there are certain things that I kind of carry with me, and that is I like unsalted butter more than I like salted butter. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because when I was growing up, somebody would grab a piece of my toast or whatever, and I'm talking about when I was a real young kid, or popcorn or whatever, and just drench it with butter. They'd come along when the popcorn was popped, and, and they would just dump whole bunches of butter on it. And I just like couldn't stand it anymore because it was sloppy, and I didn't like the taste of it. And as a result, to this day, I don't care much for it. Okay. So I try to substitute butter, sometimes in recipes and sometimes not. Um, and so <laughs> that is such a loud bell. Jeez. I know. It's on her collar. Wow, that is so big. Yeah. It's not that big, but I guess it's just um but yeah, and it's funny, I grew up liking salt uh unsweetened um rather sweet butter. I grew up liking that because my mother would have that on French rolls sometimes. But I you know, I also knew what was the regular butter. And it's funny that they call unsalted butter, they typically call it sweet butter. Uh, so it's more like a whipped cream. Yeah, but right? you can get it, you can get it in sticks. You can, yeah, but isn't it, yeah. it's more creamy though, right? More, uh, more. Um... You can get it whipped and you can get it just in sticks as unsalted butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably I don't know. Sweet butter maybe might might be more whipped and typically and it's an unsalted cream. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's cream. <clears throat> well, it's I wouldn't say it's cream, but I mean it's a lot thicker than cream. Right. But if you whip cream long enough, you uh, can turn it into butter. Mm-hmm. Yep. My favorite is to take cream. And whip it into butter and add sugar and vanilla, and you know what you get then? Mm. Mm. Whipped butter. <laughs> well, I, cream. I yeah, whipped I mean cream. I've made whipped cream, but not turning it into butter. But right. I did one time. I made that mistake. I whipped it too long. Mm-hmm. But I do like to whip it to having it be pretty thick. Yeah, um, that's wonderful. That. Oh, I know it. Oh, my doctors just love that when I eat a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Makes them able keeps to, them in business. Yeah, it does. You know? It keeps them buying with their boats and cars and, oh. <laughs> and things. Um, but yeah, but yeah, there are some interesting um, substitutions, and I know I've been in the middle of a recipe before and gone, "Oh man, now uh, what do I do?" And thank goodness for the internet. I mean, a lot of this stuff used to be. You know, written into cookbooks and in, you know, you could find things sometimes in the back of cookbooks or things. But it's so easy well, to go to the Internet now. We couldn't, though. We couldn't access that stuff <clears throat> when we mm-hmm. were when we were like teenagers and stuff. Because, yeah. You know, at least I didn't have a Braille reference guide. or I did. I had a really good teacher that put some of that stuff into Braille for me mm-hmm. and used to. 
you know, read and a lot to me about different things you could do in the kitchen. And I was fortunate enough to learn. It's probably one of some of my best math is to, you know, easily know, you know, if I want X number of tablespoons of something, I can tell you, oh, well, that's a third of a cup or that's a that's a, you know, or how many uh, teaspoons? Well, why didn't they just say a tablespoon plus, you know, mm-hmm. one and a half teaspoons? I mean, I know that now. I can't do it in metric, but I I do know it for, you know, just regular kitchen conversion stuff like that. And, and, and the substitution stuff, I mean, some of that um, has come in real handy along the way. Let's talk about some substitutions, but before we do, I got to say the neat thing about Siri and the Amazon Echo and things like that. If you run into some trouble and you don't know the conversion, nine times out of ten you can ask. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you'll get conversions. Mm-hmm. That's really cool if you're <clears throat> lucky enough to have an iDevice or an Amazon Echo. A lot of people use theirs for music. Uh, they play music. I I ask for conversions. Oh yeah. How many calories are in like an apple or, you know, things oh, like that's that. Good. Just neat stuff. Yeah. We have several ways you can contact us if you're nutty enough. Email us, hazelnuts at acbradio.org. Leave voicemail on our comment line, 206-350-8763. Or on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. Hey, Randy, can you believe they want to contact us? <laughs> well, one of the ones I've used before here is buttermilk. Um, if you don't have buttermilk and a recipe calls for. Now, one thing is there is a powdered buttermilk that's kind of nice to keep on hand, and then you add water to it. And I don't remember how that works out. It's probably a you know, a tablespoon will add to so much water. But um, if you take a tablespoon of lemon juice or vinegar mm-hmm. plus enough regular milk to make one cup, mm-hmm. allowing it to stand for five minutes, you'll have the equivalent of buttermilk. That's very true. But can you tell the difference, let's say, <clears throat> in a batter? Like one of my favorite batters that I like really well is breaded pork chops using buttermilk. Mm. I don't think I could tell the difference. Uh, and I can't either. And I've got another recipe for IHOP pancakes that I just, uh, I, I put it up on Twitter several times. And I don't know if you've seen that one or not, but I've, oh. I, oh, I need to. I need to. I'm so behind on all of the timelines. Well, and... that was such a long time ago. And mm-hmm. then somebody asked me about it. Uh, one of the Applevis teams, and I won't mention Michael's name, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> asked me for it. And I... Uh, I sent it uh, as a public tweet. The pancakes are wonderful. And many times I have not had buttermilk on hand and I've used that vinegar. Not lemon juice, I don't think, but I've always had vinegar on hand. I was really surprised in a restaurant I was in one time. I, I don't remember. I think I was trying to stay away from yeast. And I was really surprised to find this one restaurant that made wonderful pancakes they put yeast in their pancakes. Uh-oh. Now, does the IHOP <laughs> recipe have yeast in their pancakes? It does not. No, I don't think most people do. I like my pancakes to be on the thin side, and whether they are or are not, I definitely like them light. And mm-hmm. they could be light with yeast, 
But um, I was just really surprised that they did that. Well, one of my favorite waffle recipes is called a yeast waffle. Hmm. They're a light, crispy, the batter, a waffle batter is almost ice cream cone-ish. Yes. Well, so. you know, waffle cones are like a pancake batter. Mm-hmm. They really are. They, they It's are. amazing. And I have taken pancakes and <laughs> put ice cream on them before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a, apparently, I've heard the other day out of the Jules pancake batter, there's somebody that makes cookies with that batter. And I want to find out what that is. I mean, what, what she does. I'm curious. Apparently, she, I don't know if she sells them, but she goes through a lot of them. So maybe she sells them or something. But I'm real curious as to how... You know, I think it's interesting. There used to be, and there probably still are, cake mixes that you can turn into cookie mixes. Oh, absolutely. You know? True. There are, and they even tell you right on the box Mm -hmm. how to turn them into cookies. Have you ever wanted brown sugar and not had any? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I have never known uh, the substitution for it. It's white sugar and molasses. Really? Yeah, I didn't see the amount of molasses today when I was looking, but I it might even be, you know, just a tablespoon or or something like that. It could even be a couple. You know how brown sugar has this consistency of of being a little bit sticky coarse, or sticky, coarse, yeah. yeah. So the molasses is what does that. Mm-hmm. That I knew, but I didn't know you could stick molasses <clears throat> in white sugar. Yeah, really, you can. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. You know, yeah. twelve weeks. I have learned something. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing. Wow. Okay. No, no actually, um, <laughs> yeah, we've all learned something from these shows. Mm-hmm. And the brown sugar—that's a neat thing. Yep. It is, because one day I was really frustrated. I wanted brown sugar. I was like, darn, I can't get to the store. What am I going to do? And that was, you know, that was really the thing. I've seen a lot lately for um, people who are vegans or if you just don't have any eggs in the house, you can use uh, flaxseed and water and make something that will because the purpose of using eggs in a lot of baked goods a binder is uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah i got another one for you another egg substitute you know what other types of things you can add mm-hmm. chia seeds i saw that elsewhere today too mm-hmm. that's cool it really is now you can make chia seed pancakes i have not tried the chia seed uh-huh. I have not either. I've had chia seeds in some muffins, and I wasn't that crazy about them, but uh, those muffins. But I had them in something else, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've used uh, chia seeds for <coughs> egg substitutes and found it fine, but I have never used them in pancakes. I've got a recipe for chia seed pancakes that does not use eggs. You can, If you're needing baking powder... Mm-hmm. And you don't have any. For one teaspoon of baking powder, you can use one-fourth teaspoon of baking soda mm-hmm. plus five-eighths teaspoon of cream of tartar. Interesting. Yeah. And if you need baking soda, oh, there's no substitute for baking soda. Well, well, that's interesting. Now, uh, chili sauce. Oh, I love chili sauce. You need chili sauce? Okay. You um, like chili sauce? Oh, okay. A cup. Okay. For one cup of chili sauce. Ketchup one, on that? I thought so, too. One cup of tomato sauce, one 
fourth cup of brown sugar, so you might have to do white sugar plus molasses, (laughs) (laughs) two tablespoons of vinegar, and one-fourth teaspoon of cinnamon, and a dash of ground cloves, and a dash of allspice. That, I would just rather go pick up a bottle of chili sauce, I think, but (laughs) but that's a neat... Neat idea. Now, I heard of another substitution for chili sauce, and and I don't remember all what was in it. It was brown sugar and ketchup and I think maybe one other ingredient. Um, but for every substitution that you can find, you can find <clears throat> other substitutes for substitutions. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so if you really want to know uh, more about it, and, you, and we haven't covered it, um, just go on the Internet and look, if you can, if you can, and uh, look for for substitutions for whatever it is that you're looking for. I have done this one. This is for cake flour. Okay. If it calls for cake flour, do you know? Uh, cake flour is, a, it's, it's a lighter flour, is it not? Mm-hmm. So it's one cup minus two tablespoons of all-purpose flour. So you just want to take two tablespoons away. Away. And that's the equivalent of cake flour. Mm-hmm. And then self-rising flour, if you end up wanting self-rising flour, one cup of that, you can take one cup minus two teaspoons of all-purpose flour plus one half teaspoon of baking powder and one half teaspoon of salt. Interesting. Yeah. And then you have self-rising flour. Yeah. I like that idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, interesting. let's say that you don't have a flour sifter. Oh, yeah. Now, do you know, and some say that you really do need sifted flour for a certain recipe, and I, I can't re- really recall. I'm terrible about, what that about no, not always I am too. sifting. But let me tell you um, what I have found. It's just worth it to hear the show just for this. <laughs> <laughs> could you put it in a colander, or could you put it in a... Just a regular, like, little strainer and just keep, even if it's not a designated it's, flour sifter? It's not too, because you need some action to do the grinding motion, you know, to, to get it uh, really lump-free, right? Mm-hmm. Can you kind of guess where I'm headed <clears throat> by stating that? Uh, you are you going to? You need a, a strainer, maybe, but need something to get it really ground like your oh here you go you're gonna there, you go. there yep. you go there you go put it up on high uh-huh. put and it for, in there yeah. and man i'm telling Couple you what, seconds it, mm-hmm. it's just like err really and you have sifted flour i find it easier than to go and try to pour a sifter full of flour into a mm-hmm. bowl and i'm getting a notification now okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yes i know mm-hmm. it's this um that's a really neat way. That is neat. Okay, marshmallows. If you want one cup of miniature marshmallows, you you substitute 10 large marshmallows. That's interesting. It really is, yeah. Mayonnaise for use in salads and salad dressings. One cup. You can take one cup of sour cream and one, or one cup of yogurt and one cup of cottage cheese pureed in a blender, uh, or use any of the above for part of the mayonnaise. So I, I don't know if you would take 
all of those. Um, it would. That's, that's odd. I don't. Not quite odd. sure. I've made my own mayonnaise before, though. I have two. I'll tell you what. If you gave me a <clears throat> homemade batch of mayonnaise and set a jar of mayonnaise on the side, I can tell you the difference immediately. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so much better. It is. It is. It's wonderful. It's nothing like you might think. I honestly don't like the taste of mayonnaise that much. But if I have homemade mayonnaise, it's like, oh, man, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why that is. I I don't know if it's the preservatives in it that I taste or what, but I can definitely tell the difference. Yeah, I can too. It's been a long time since I did it. If you want to substitute the mayonnaise and you just don't have anything else, mashed avocado works really good. That's right. Yep. Yes. Oh, no, you're talking. Oh, I know. I love avocado so much. And it's so good for us. It really is a healthy fat. I know this is a little bit beyond the scope of substitution, but if you take an avocado and you can whip it up in a food processor with a little uh, dark cow nibs, yeah. And add that to whipped avocado. You got some wonderful chocolate mousse. Oh, does that? That's it. Oh, I can. I know some people right away that are like, uh oh, we know we got to get. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true because I use avocados, and I know you do too, in the smoothies. Yes. Oh. And oh my goodness. It doesn't taste anything like mayonnaise, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's, you know, it, it blends with whether it's vanilla or chocolate or anything. It just blends wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Mm. For confectioner's sugar or powdered sugar, mm-hmm. what would you do if you didn't have that on hand? I would take my regular sugar and put it in my Vitamix. Your Blendtec? Yeah. Yep. Well, it says one pl- if you want one cup of granulated sugar, take that plus one tablespoon of cornstarch and process that in a food processor using the metal blade attached until it's well blended and powdery. So, I mean, I wonder if you took it without adding the cornstarch, if you would still get the same results. Well, I've heard people say, I've never done it before, but I've heard people say that that's what they do, and they I don't know why the cornstarch would be used unless it makes it lighter, I'm guessing, perhaps, or, or adds just a little bit of volume to it, maybe? Mm-hmm. You know, like you can use cornstarches and gravies, and that's wonderful. So that might be, it might add just a little uh, volume enough to... To measure out correctly, I don't know. They said if you're out of flour, you can use black beans. Oh, you know what? That is right, and you can, and it's the same proportion of black beans to flour. So if you need a cup of flour, you add a cup of of, uh, black beans. Cooked. Yep. But I would think that would add extra moisture. I would think so too. I almost think that you would not puree them as much. But it would, you know, I'm trying to really think of how that would taste. I would think I am too, but I know that there are a lot of people that make gluten-free flour that use beans. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Okay. Unsweetened applesauce for sugar. Oh, I saw that too. I wonder if we had the same list. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, but very interesting. And I also use applesauce instead of oil. Oh, yeah. Yep, and I've seen uh, cookies and things sweetened with fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
In fact, they even make cookies like that. In stores, you'll find cookies that will say sweet with fruit juice, mm-hmm. which is very good. Other substitutions like um, uh, we were talking about the Optigrill, and when I was watching it on QVC, they were talking about slathering pound cake with butter and grilling. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you imagine that? Oh, I love to toast. My mother used to toast pound cake. It's wonderful. Did she put butter on it? Yeah, and I do too. I do too. What I would like to just try to see if it would work, substitute that for just a dash of coconut oil. You could, yeah. To see what that would be like, because I, I love coconut oil taste. Oh, yeah. This is what I use instead of butter for garlic bread, is I use um, olive oil and garlic rather than butter and garlic for I've done that, too. Oh, mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't tried that, try some olive oil sometime. Or even dipping your bread in olive oil is great. Uh, somebody told me that. Oh, one I love that. You're going to be kidding me, but it's wonderful No, stuff. there are restaurants. I remember. Oh, yeah. I've been in restaurants where they had French bread, and you could just, mm-hmm. you know, take it in pieces and just dip it in this plate with, you know, olive oil. And yeah. sometimes it would have maybe a little uh, rosemary, maybe mm-hmm. a little um, oregano, garlic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I found this about black beans. They say for flour, swapping out flour for a can of black beans drained and rinsed, and then they say, of course. Of course. In brownies is a great way to cut out the gluten Mm -hmm. and fit in an extra dose of protein. Plus, they taste great. When baking, swap out one cup of flour for one cup of black bean puree about a 15 ounce can so that's interesting pureeing it Mm -hmm. hmm yeah it it really is i'm surprised at how much pureeing that i do with the items that i have on hand in my vitamix Uh, i I use a lot for pureeing (laughs) one of the things that i like to do that have really nothing to do with substitutions but just take avocado and use it in place of mayonnaise with tuna if I'm good. Oh, yes. Um, and that makes a great puree mm-hmm. to whip it all up together. Yeah. Add, oh, that's add wonderful. Add some scallions and you get mm. some great tuna spread. Oh, out. that's wonderful. You ever tried that? I have not oh, tried that, but gotta, I will because I often it. like, oh, I love, yeah, I love all that. And I would probably add a little bit of garlic powder. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Make it your own. Uh-huh. You remember my thing about the rice cake? <laughs> I'd put that tuna on that rice cake and maybe a little cheese on top and heat it up just till the cheese melts and call it have your cake and eat it tuna. (laughs) Charlie would never forgive you. (laughs) People are probably going, what's Charlie having to do with this? (laughs) Well, we'll we'll just let you think about it. If you get a chance, (laughs) go on YouTube and look up Charlie Tuna and see what you can Charlie Tuna. Yep. I used to make a, a cream of broccoli soup, and I used to, uh, somehow I had it working real well with um, chicken cup of soup, and I would make that as my base and add mm-hmm. my, you know, broccoli and um, cream and cheese, and man, that, I mean, there are just so many ways that you can 
make something work. Oh, it's yeah. just amazing. As we told you before, one of the things that I like to do is uh, no, just made a uh, we made a zucchini soup just oh, the other day, wow. and you're probably thinking I don't like zucchini much, but you know, really, if you add a lot of spices and some really good uh, good things to it, uh, see, one of the ingredients is hash browns. Oh man! It makes a great soup, but the trick is if you want your soup creamy. Put it all in a blender, uh, like the Blendtec or Vitamix or whatever, and honestly, uh, just pureeing it all, and you've got this creamy, wonderful soup that's just great. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Calories of the cream. Mm-hmm. It is. Very good. You can use avocado instead of butter. Now, many mm-hmm. times that I've taken avocado and put it on uh, baked potato and a little garlic, and that's you wonderful. You could. could probably put it in mashed potatoes, too. I suppose you could. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't need to talk about the uh, mocked mashed potatoes anymore. Oh, because... <laughs> oh, so good. So why don't you tell the audience, because we haven't talked about this since. How did your, I know the answer to this, how did your I've, mashed potato... I can't, I've done it twice now. Yeah. And um, the first time I did it in the Blendtec, well, actually I've done it three times. The first time it was terrible. It just was way too thin. But I was it wasn't that off the mark because it is supposed to be, it is generally a little bit thinner. But what's interesting about it is there are people that have eaten it who normally don't eat vegetables very well. So like um, one of the people here has dementia, Alzheimer's, and he's really kind of funny about a lot of foods so we just told him it was mashed potatoes and he just ate it up so the first time i used the blend tech and it came out fine the second time i used the food processor i didn't notice any change Mm -hmm. by which one of those i used now what i did do to make it a little thicker was i uh cooked potato a couple of potatoes with the cauliflower, and that helped to make it a little bit thicker. But it uh, there's still some out there. Um, might heat that up tonight because, oh, man, there's still some, and it is so good. Mm-hmm. And Because I remember thinking, oh, I don't know if I'd like that. And I've really wanted to try that for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had hoped I was going to get it at a restaurant, but then they stopped having it there. But um, it is just... It's so good, and it's really easy. I don't it really understand why easy. people don't make that in restaurants. I don't either. I mean, it's really easy and nourishing. And the thing and also I don't understand, which has nothing to do with substitutions, is why don't they have gigantic air fryers for their restaurants? I don't either. I don't either. I did fries last night with our burgers and went outside and... Oh man, we've gotten this new new deck put on that has um it was a gazebo but it had a a kind of a cloth siding and roof that got damaged in a storm. So now it's got an awning that's metal and it's got um uh wood and uh it's got it has a wood deck. It had that before, but now there's a wooden uh, deck path to get to it, and then there's railings. I wanted railings all around it so no one would fall off, including including me. Oh, but yeah. anyone could back up and just fall off, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there are there's a ramp at each end of it, 
And I was out there at 7 o'clock this morning drinking my coffee and just sitting for a couple hours. It's just wonderful. That's mm. That sounds so good to have mm. everything closed in like that. Oh, yes. And, you know, but it was great to take a picnic out there. Mm-hmm. And um, the Phillips air fryer, there's just <laughs> nothing like it. I'm amazed every time. Let's see, we made just um, some fries in it, I think, two days ago. I don't remember what we had besides that, but... Because they're so, uh, inf- oh. oh yeah, it was a. I remember it was a couple of sandwiches we had in the freezer. Uh, but I, I and again, I hate to say this, but um, again, I took six small potatoes and turned them into fries. And oh sure, oh my god, how many people are there? Two, two of us. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, two, it's easy. Let me say it again. Two of us had six potatoes. <laughs> two of us times three. <laughs> Times the appetite. No. Oh. But, I mean, really, I don't know how many French fries you get out of a potato. And I, you know, I like to experiment. I've always liked thin fries. Mm-hmm. I always liked thin bacon. Now, I kind of like some of them that are thicker. And I like thicker bacon than I used to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of, a, kind of an experiment, I guess. But the trick is to keep them hot. Mm-hmm. Long enough, you know, because they taste the best when they're really hot. Oh, they, well, any fry does, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess what I do with the air fryer fries is I eat them at such an alarming rate that, oh, that they don't I get a know. chance to get cold. I eat them out of the oven. <laughs> I Oh, goodness. I um, I really hope the audience gets a chance, at least one or two of you or as many people as we can think of to get the fryer because they are... There's no substitution. <laughs> um, this is another substitute, and I don't even know why they call it a substitute because I don't really think it is, but I personally would rather have uh, your Whole Foods peanut butter than uh, like um, uh, a brand of peanut butter that you get that has the sugar and the mm-hmm. gums and stuff added to it. Yeah. It's not really a substitute. It's just a um, people are saying more and more people are switching over to that type of peanut butter. Uh, not a substitution, but just a general switch over. Mm-hmm. But you could substitute it, obviously, for... Uh, there's so many nut butters and stuff out today that people are eating a lot more of them, I think. Yeah. Oh, here's something I thought of. This is not a substitution, but it certainly could be. I have never tried coconut milk ice cream. Oh, and it's very good. Is it? That's one thing I mm-hmm. haven't tried. I love ice cream. But yep. I, uh, for those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> which is probably uh, <laughs> well, do we know? We'll, we'll stop here. Uh, <laughs> I, ice cream instead of cream, you can substitute coconut milk for your cream, which is is a lot better for you. And mm-hmm. I've not tried it, but I've heard from a number of sources how wonderful it is. Well, they even say you can substitute coconut flour. Uh, you know, you can, there's so much with coconut that you can mm-hmm. use coconut oil, coconut milk. Um, it's just, you know. And what did I see? I saw something that I wanted to try, which is kind of a substitute, not, not for a recipe, but a substitute for other foods is uh, a wrap made out of coconut flour. Oh, and they talked about lettuce. Oh, I've sure. had lettuce wraps mm-hmm. and they're wonderful. I love to go to Jimmy John's. Many people who listen go to Jimmy John's. The sandwiches there are so good. 
you can get your sandwich in bread or you can get it in a lettuce wrap. And I love their vegetarian because they do use an avocado spread. Um, yep, yep. And they're vegetarian with cucumbers and all kinds of stuff. And I love to get it in a lettuce wrap. Yeah. Oh. They're called unwitches. The unwitch was so big. That I had a hard time holding it in my hands. So <laughs> unwitches were are really something. I've never heard them called that because I've just usually heard them called lettuce wraps. Mm-hmm. Here's one that I think is worth mentioning. Okay. We have a spiral slicer. And they are kind of shaped like a sort of like a funnel. And they've got sharp edges around the edges of them. And you use them to uh, take a, a vegetable like a zucchini or whatever and uh, turn them, um, twist them like a big corkscrew kind of like thing. Um, and it turns your your vegetable into ribbons of pasta. Oh, yes. I saw that. They talked about that with zucchini. They are so good. Mm. Another thing to substitute for, for health reasons, uh, pasta, instead of that is spaghetti squash. I love that. Do you? Oh, I'm glad to yes, hear that. Yes, I love spaghetti squash. And I've taken it with with shrimp and garlic butter and wine and, oh, just made a really nice kind of scampi. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, is that good. Now, speaking of spaghetti-type dishes with the spaghetti squash, have you ever had um, baked spaghetti either with pasta or with, with the uh, uh, spaghetti squash? No, not ex- I don't think so. Okay, here's what you do. It's very simple. Just take your leftover spaghetti that you had from the night before, let's say, or you can even do it the same day. Put it into like a casserole and cover it with well, whatever kind of cheese you want, like uh, mozzarella or uh, whatever kind of cheese that you like over the top of it. And mm-hmm. bake it at about like 400 for a half an hour or so. Mm. And it gets this wonderful crusty cheese on top of the spaghetti. Yum. And it's great. Yum. Make sure you have lots of meatballs. Oh, <laughs> God, are they good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here's one. Evaporated skim milk for cream. Mm-hmm. It's the same consistency with a fraction of the fat. Evaporated milk tends to have a bit more sugar, only about two grams, but the major drop in fat content is well worth the switch. This substitute is an even swap. Uh, One cup of cream for one cup of evaporated milk. Turnip mash for mashed potatoes. There you go. And that's in the same, I love root vegetables, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. And I you, love rutabaga. I don't oh, know. I know, if I, I know. Yeah. Is turnip similar? Yes. Okay. We like to mash up the rutabaga and then when we have leftovers, mix the rutabaga with the mashed potatoes. There you go. What's cooking? We would love to know. Leave us voicemail at 206-350-8763. Email us hazelnuts at acbradio.org on twitter at acb hazelnuts i was talking to somebody the other day about our show and she said i think the website is baconfreak.com and she said it's not a great site but they even had i thought she said they even had a recipe for bacon soda Bacon soda, weird. Yeah. Not baking soda, no, bacon but bacon soda. soda. And because here I see it says 
prosciutto you can use instead of pancetta or bacon. Now that's um, interesting. I've I have heard of pancetta and I've never mm-hmm. tried it. I've had prosciutto. I love ham. (laughs) I'm not a huge ham person. I like ham in a sandwich, Mm -hmm. but I don't like ham as a meal. Mm -hmm. Not too often. Well, as I told you, I'm going to give you my award-winning recipe that I I think is so good that you may, it may change your thoughts on it. Okay. It it may not, but I mean, I hate when people go, you know, you like mine so much, you'll just, you'll Mm -hmm. like it. But I don't profess to say that, but the, um... I want to take a fresh ham. You know mm. the difference between a fresh ham and a smoked ham? I just gave it away. <laughs> well, yeah. I? I mean, I have had fresh ham, and it was like a pork roast because exactly. it's not it's not cured. Exactly, it's not, yep. It's sick. It's not cured. It's not cured, yeah. <laughs> I would love to try that on the Traeger, smoke my own ham. Oh. It's not cured, but it's smoked, so yeah. it would be like eating a, a, smoked, a huge uh, smoked pork butt, I suppose. Mm. Incidentally, coming up uh, at some point, we will have a barbecue extravaganza on. Yeah, on this we should show. do it we soon. Are, we're gonna do it um, because very soon we're gonna do a pork butt, and I'll do the recording of that. Okay. And, and I know Larry's gonna do. Yeah. Um, something as well, right? Yeah. And, oh, here's one that I saw. I don't know if I. I guess I would have to believe it, but I love oatmeal too, first of all. But I heard you can use uh, quinoa for oatmeal. Oh, that's interesting. Did you hear that one? No. Do you? I wonder if the audience knows what quinoa is. I have. I I actually have used quinoa pasta a few times, mm-hmm. and it is wonderful. It's hearty, and you know you can buy it, and it looks. It's it's kind of like linguine in terms of thickness, mm-hmm. and oh man, it it really goes over well. Well, it's really low carb and high in protein, and one of my favorite uh, dishes is a uh, quinoa uh, cheese dish, and eat that alongside of a pork chop, and you got yourself a meal made in heaven. I want to tell you mm. it. I really like quinoa for a lot of things. Oh, it's so good. I can't even tell you what it tastes like, to be honest with you. I saw somewhere they said quinoa in place of couscous. Yep, yep, I saw that. I love couscous, mm-hmm. first of all. I love it. And uh, I have made some wonderful risotto. Oh, man. Mm. I don't even know what constitutes risotto from, I mean, it's a boreo rice. But I don't know what makes that, you know, what what is a boreal rice. But when you make risotto, you typically are stirring a whole lot. I know a chef who says uh, he doesn't he doesn't do that, and it still turns out. I don't know mm. how he gets it without that stirring because it it makes it really creamy. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we're talking about oatmeal. Um, one of the things that do is make oatmeal and put apples and cinnamon in it, put it crock pot mm-hmm. overnight. Have you ever done that? Mm-hmm. I did do that once mm-hmm. with um, with a steel cut. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is good. Yeah. I'm or, not a huge oatmeal fan, but it's 
Yeah, that, well, that I is like pretty it with good. Brown sugar on it, and I also eat it with a lot of bacon, so it probably oh, takes away with wow. a lot of health benefits from that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love bacon and oatmeal for breakfast. Oh yeah, so that does sound good. <laughs> My question is: uh, any idea for a sound bite? Oh dear, I yes, okay, I yes, I do have one. Now it's time for sound bite, bite, bite. Yeah. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. What do you do when you don't have enough space? Well, I did something really cool. Move to a bigger home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, one person got grossed out at this thought, but other people have loved this. Okay, so I was living in a really small, a small duplex that had... When you walked in, it was a big room, and the kitchen was just straight ahead at the other end of the room. And it was one uh, kind of long counter, and there was space to the left and to the right of the stove and the sink and a little bit of space, and that was it. And there was no, no larger area. There was no table to eat at. And, you know, they do sell um, these portable islands that you can get and set up and and um it becomes another counter area and some of them have a a drop leaf and yeah we have two of them and yeah yeah and they're really cool but i remembered something else from a friend of mine um who brought out well she had a healing circle that she was doing reiki healing with a bunch of people and when it was time to eat she covered the massage tables with slabs of wood mm-hmm and they became tables. So what I, because I, I thought, man, at the time I was really doing a lot more work as a massage therapist. And I thought, what am I going to do for a table for, and when, where am I going to do massage? So um, in my kitchen, I set up my massage table. And what I did was I covered, I first made it up like a, like a bed. Um, with the sheets, and then I covered it with a sheet of laminate, and then I covered it with a really giant tablecloth so that the sheets weren't showing. And so when I wanted uh, to use it for paperwork or an eating table or for making soap or for cooking, I had that whole area. And then when it was time to do massage, I took off the the uh, laminate and the tablecloth pulled out the table and voila it was great that sounds just like the same kind of thing that i did um i had two record cabinets (laughs) 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 and we're going way back here record cabinets right yeah so they they were this they had uh two big folding doors and uh they also well they weren't folding they were sliding and off the ends there were screens that you could pull off to the side well we didn't have enough space in the place that i was working with so we took a piece of laminate and dropped it just set it on top of each record cabinet that was spaced about oh. maybe four feet apart and that was our <laughs> our yeah our table to eat off of for years <laughs> literally years and this was um, you know probably back in about 1970 or so. Yep. Ah, it and hey, let me let me tell you something. If I 
had that kind of a situation. If somebody set a plate of barbecue ribs in front of me, I don't care what I'm eating on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and it was very comfortable. I mean, you know, to sit at that table, I had an old tablecloth that was pretty disgusting that I used for when I uh, was really making a mess with making salves and soaps and and all kinds of stuff, but it was, you know, it was fine. And, and the laminate was a really nice piece of laminate, you know, mm-hmm. and it yeah. worked great. I don't care what kind of chairs I sit on either. I mean, my chairs that I got married on came from a funeral parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Uh, the wedding didn't take, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why, I don't know. That's but. quite an undertaking. <laughs> How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. So I found this interesting little thing at the end of the file here, and it's an acronym. It says, the next time you are, let's see, the next time you're missing an ingredient for a recipe Here's a final tip on how to S-U-B-S-T-I-T-U-T-E. Okay, S is for seek out this article. (laughs) U is for use a similar ingredient. B is for be experimental. S for search the internet. T, try another recipe. (laughs) I, investigate your cookbooks. T, try calling your neighbor. You use... That wouldn't work? (laughs) Would not work. Okay. Use this as a learning experience. T, take time to go to the store. And E, eat out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And stay tuned because we're going to have a extravaganza with barbecuing and i'll we'll be sure and let you know when that's coming up so you get 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 whoever it is that <laughs> if i can get it out <laughs> to listen because it's going to be an exciting show <laughs> unlike this one <laughs> yeah okay sounds great so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen crock pot cooking next week so have your crock shoes on and <laughs> Come back. Because we're not, we're selling you a load. (laughs) (laughs) Of the finest crockery that you can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the end of Cooking with the Hazelnuts, show number 12. Coming up next week. So next week, Crocktober. Crocktober. <laughs> All kinds of, not only crock pot, but crockery cooking of all types. And we are not handing you a crock. Well, maybe we will if you ask for it. Crock pot cooking and much more coming up next week. How do you plug those things in? Hmm. Do they have controls on them?